Hello and welcome to the Banks Fit Podcast with your host, myself, Andy Banks, where we discuss fitness, family and fulfilment. So strap yourself in, whether you're doing the dishes, out for a walk, maybe driving the car, and I hope you enjoy this next episode. So if you're over there, stick around because I'm going to be talking about how you can smash your goals and why you need to manage your energy better if you want to smash your goals. Now, um, I have had one of those crazy busy days, but it's literally now a non-negotiable that I have to come on here and do a podcast and just, yeah, stream my consciousness <laughs> and hopefully it provides some help for some people. So um, I had a meeting this week with the rest of the team, which was pretty exciting, um, trying to talk about what we're going to do to improve our ability to help more over 30s to get back into fitness and to lose weight, because that is the mission, that is what we are trying to do. Um And what became apparent was something that came up quite a lot um, was how important it is to manage your energy. So we're talking about in terms of of a team, how can we um, do the best to drive as much forward, to help more clients, to, you know, get more people involved and then to actually help them get results. And so that means that we as a team and each individual has to be switched on and has to manage their energy best to get results so um and this goes for i mean this is talking about it from a work perspective but this goes for anything in your life so you know we can apply this to your fitness or um your nutrition or whatever like whatever goals you have right now right it's uh it's coming up to summer so maybe it's fitness and health maybe it's losing some weight right maybe it's um maybe it's just getting back into fitness right it doesn't always have to be about losing weight but you know people people often might lose a bit of blubber right it's quite a common thing because they think that if they lose weight, they'll become more confident and they can wear their sexy, skinny jeans, get in a bikini, and uh, yeah, <laughs> a bikini ever if you're bloke in your speedos and feel confident and feel good. So, yeah, where was I? I was off on a tangent. <laughs> so, uh, managing your energy is really, really important um, if you want to move towards these kind of goals. And so, this really starts, okay, I'm sorry. Get something on my probably some sort of remnants of lunch <laughs> kicking about in this beard. I think I need to, I think I need to trim. Let me think. Um, starting to get a little bit crazy and look like I've dry, been dragged through a bush, which tends to happen for me. I don't have that lovely straight hair that just uh, sits nice and settled. And the same for my beard, it's a bit like a silver beard. Anyway, um, and if you're listening to the podcast, you probably can't see my face. So, yeah, that's the problem I have. So, yeah, managing that energy forward. You have to um, get a good night's sleep, right? It starts off with the basics, with the foundations. If you are waking up every single morning and dragging because you haven't had a good night's sleep, then, and that is something that's continually happening, then that needs to be addressed. The amount of people that I bring on for coaching that this one thing solves a lot of other things is crazy. People have wake up times, right? People have like the time that they have to get up because you know they have their commitments, whether it be getting the kids off to nursery, getting the kids off to school, getting to work. Um, so everyone has that sort of alarm going off. At, I don't know. For me, it goes off at like six in the morning. Okay, but a lot of people don't have a bedtime cut off. They just get into their bed whenever. Now, obviously, there's probably a, a repeatable cut off that exists. But if you're waking up that bus ball every single morning, then it's probably because you don't have a good cutoff time. It's probably because if you're getting up at six, 
you're going to bed at 12 and you're expecting to wake up and have your batteries recharged and ready to rock the day when you've only slept six hours. Now, if you're like me and you have small kids and they get temperatures and they get ill and they decide to stay up all night, then <laughs> you are going to be in for a world, world of pain. That's just what small kids bring with them. Lots of challenges wrapped in a cute bundle of absolute joy. Um, but yeah, it can be highly frustrating for your sleep and for your energy. And so it's actually more important that you have a bedtime, right? If you're in that situation as well, because you need to get good quality sleep when you can get it. So if you're going to bed at midnight, you're up at six and your kids aren't sleeping, that's going to be really difficult. Um, but if you are going to bed at 10 and up at six and the kids don't sleep, most of the time you're managing to get seven hours sleep, then at least most of the time your batteries are charged. If they're flat all the time, it's not good for your energy and it's going to mean it's more difficult to be productive at work, to be you know a good parent, to be a good partner, to if you are trying to improve your lifestyle, right? To eat better and to exercise, okay? Because think of it as your energy bar. If your energy bar is full, you've got more energy to spend and, and, and do all these things. If the energy bar starts a little bit empty, then yeah, it's gonna drain down and then you aren't gonna have a lot left. For a lot of time, the um, bit that you don't have left is the bit that's for you. Right? It's the bit that's used to invest in yourself and um, to improve your health, improve your fitness, to enjoy hobbies, to you know, do the things that actually improve your mental and physical well-being. And then people wonder why they're burned out and it can simply start from the fact that you don't get to bed early enough. So hopefully I've nailed that point. Start off the day by making sure that you actually get enough sleep. So um, use like a sleep calculator thing. So if you're fancy smancy, maybe you'll have a watch. I don't. I've got like a 30 pound, I don't even think it's 30 pounds, I think it's 15 pounds, right? 15 pound Casio, right? It doesn't do anything but tell the time. But if you're fancy smancy and you have like a Fitbit or something even crazier, I got one of these Garmin watches, um, which was awesome when I was using it and charging it, but then it just became another thing that I had to charge and I'm already bad off something to charge on my phone. So adding a Garmin onto the organizational burden was just not really worth it. However, if you're more organized than me and you have a fancy fancy watch, then you can use one of them and it can tell you how much you're sleeping at night. Um, I just tend to make sure that I you know, have a cut off at night, uh, which is around about half 10, if you're interested. Maybe you're not interested, but I'm telling you anyway. So half 10, cut off, better be in bed, okay? Because I'm up at six. That gives me seven and a half hours to sleep, which is adequate. Probably need a little bit more than that, but sometimes you have to make a little bit of a sacrifice. But if you're sleeping less than seven hours, you need to sort yourself out. So, that is first in energy management. Make sure that you're actually filling up your energy bar by getting a good sleep. Moving on, everyone is going to have a different circadian rhythm, which is basically a fancy way to say um, your body's biological processes. I don't know why I bring the jazz hands out when I do that. Um, that basically your body has a bunch of biological processes. I'm not going to get technical with it because I am probably not going to do any good service. Um, but you have different hormones in your body that react to the big ball of fire in the sky, okay? So simply put, when it gets dark, your body will start to get tired and get sleepy, or it should. Now, for some people, that um, happens earlier in the day. And so those people tend to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. Early risers, not early risers. Morning larks, nope, morning birds. 
Hmm. Can't remember. Night owls, something morning. Don't know. So maybe somebody can help me out. And if you're listening to us at this point, drop me a hashtag live. Helps the algorithm. More people get to see me talking um, beautiful, articulate nonsense. Um, and if, yeah, if you're joining me for the replay, drop me a hashtag replay. And if you have any idea about whether it's a morning lark or a night owl or whatever, um, let me know. So, yeah, you get morning people. So people are going to um, go to bed early, are more likely to go to bed early and wake up early. You're going to have people that are somewhere in the middle, and then you're going to have people that are somewhere um, towards like being night owls, right? People that prefer and have more energy in the later hours of the day. And then you just have weird people that have got insomnia. And yeah, that really sucks. And I don't know how you solve that. I think you probably need someone a little bit uh, more clued up in sleep than myself. But if you are in the 80 or 90% of people who are uh, have most of your energy in the morning, in the afternoon or the evening, when you suss that out, here's some advice based on uh, my 32 years on the planet, right? As set up most of the tasks that you find demanding and difficult um, inside that zone. So I tend to be more of a sort of morning afternoon person, right? Past three o'clock, my work rate starts to drop, okay? And so I tend to put tasks in after three o'clock that I enjoy, like this, um, or coaching, because... Yeah, I'm just going to show up for them because I love doing them and they give me energy. And so I'm quite happy doing it. And I tend to put more organizational work um, that I don't like doing, like sitting tap, tap, tap on the keyboard and replying to emails and all that kind of market. I tend to put that earlier in the day uh, when I have more natural higher levels of energy. And therefore I can get it done. Because if I was to put the admin work after three o'clock, I've done it in the past, then what I tend to do is go, oh, I can't ball do it. And then I Kind of sack it off and or just do it really really poorly and so that is one uh, one framework of, of managing energy is actually genuinely thinking about where do i have the most energy and if you have the, the ability to set up your work if you're someone who can set up your work schedule and try to fit, fit your work schedule around this um to give an example of this um if you are the kind of person who is like more of a night owl and an evening person then you probably found school was really difficult, okay? When you went to school and you have to be up early and you have to get yourself to school, you were probably the person that was dragging butt into school and really had a sucky experience, right? Because the schooling system does not give a damn <laughs> if you've got a circadian rhythm that means that you're more of a um, late afternoon sort of evening energy sort of person. They don't care, right? School is at what time it's at. And so uh, trying to conform to that means that those kind of people tend to get worse grades and tend to do worse at school, sadly. And there's, yeah, like, if that's the kind of person you are, then that sucks, right? Um, or people who, for example, have ever decided to do a job that doesn't fit a circadian rhythm, uh, and one that's commonly is night shifts. Like, we're just not designed to be working through the night. And so obesity, mortality, all the good stuff has been proven to be higher in night shift workers. That's why they tend to get paid more, right? You're getting paid more because it's going to take years off your life and it's really not good for your body. So, yeah, uh, if you're doing night shift, then if the money's worth it, keep doing it. And if the money's not worth it, try and shift and get away from that stuff. So, um, 
cover two things. So number one, make sure you're filling up the energy bar and actually get some sleep. Number two, um, try to manage your energy around when you have more energy and fit the tasks in your life around that as well. So more challenging, intense tasks that don't energize you, kind of drain you, try to do them um, inside that energy zone where you feel you've got the most energy. There's probably a window for most people all around about, I would say. Just guess me, about five or six hours for me. It's between like uh, probably about eight, nine o'clock and about 2 p.m. And then after that, my energy levels start to dip on either side of that. You know, too early in the morning, not great. And too late past that, not too great either. Um, it doesn't mean I have no energy, right? It doesn't mean you're just like switched off. It just means that your energy is not at its peak. Cool. So there is that to think about. Moving on from uh, energy management and making sure that your energy bar is full with sleep, we can talk about um, making sure that you have enough, something not to be on the plate, enough downtime and enough recharge time other than sleep. Okay, so sleep's a big component of, of sort of recharging. But another big component of recharging is actually having periods of time where you reduce your overall stress. So if, for example, you work on your phone and you just always have your phone on you, that's probably not a good idea, okay? Because it's just going to be pinging all the time, there's emails coming through, there's work coming through. And so it can be really distracting and it can be a bit of a stressor in your life. And yeah, it's, it's not good for you. So having a time where you don't have your phone, or if you work a job, like hopefully everyone gets some time off from their work to spend with their family, their other half, their cats, their dogs, themselves. Um, yeah, I think we've covered everyone there. <laughs> so making sure that you have some time off to enjoy life, do things you enjoy with people that you enjoy doing with, so that you can have some off time, some recreational time. Um, and that helps to recharge your energy so uh, your mental energy okay so i suppose sleep does recharge your uh, physical energy um and it recharges your mental energy but the mental energy bar can still be dwindled by the fact that you're just constantly stressed out and working all the time and not having time to switch off and yeah do things that you enjoy so make sure that you schedule some of that time in and then finally to include okay so we went from how to charge any bar, making sure that you have the best chance today, get enough sleep. Number two, making sure that you actually manage your energy through the day and discover what kind of person you are and when you operate best and putting tasks in the best way forward. Number three, um, actually having some scheduled downtime so that you can mentally recharge and have some time for yourself um, and not just be in work mode all the time. Um, and, and I don't just mean your job, I mean like, you know, you could be running about after your kids, it could be doing housework, whatever it is, right? And to me, those are still levels of work. It's just different work. It's working at the house or work when you're at work. And then lastly, if you want, after all this, right? I'm not even talking about fitness and health really today. I've just talked about energy. If you want to improve your fitness and you want to improve your nutrition, you need to appraise all of this stuff. Right? You need to actually appraise all this stuff before you go on an exercise and fitness. I think the thing that now separates me most from other coaches out there is that I'm 32 and I have a bit of life, uh, life experience, I like to think. Um, and so 
old Andy back to 2013 as a PT. Someone comes to me, I'm like, get to the gym three, four times a week, cut back your calories, eat more protein, drink more water, and shut up and don't give me any excuses. All right? Old Andy, very start. Now, much more compassionate, much more understanding, and basically, the starting point for me is not dictating, not just saying this is the ideal and this is what we work towards, uh, it's cool. Give me everything. Let me know everything that's going on in your life. I want to know what you do for work. I want to know, you know, what time you spend with your family. I want to know, you know, what time you wake up, what time you go to bed. I want to know everything, right? <laughs> I actually do a lifestyle audit and I, like, find out as much information as possible from every person I work with so that I can give them the best program possible. It's completely catered to them. It's not just catered to them as in, like, hey, here's a little spreadsheet that I made earlier and I just kind of jazzed it up for you and give you that little workout program. It's a lifestyle program. So, um... When it comes to fitness and nutrition, right, you need to appraise how much energy and time you actually have available to put into getting results. If, case in point, when I was 22, no kids, um, a sponging student, I could train seven times a week and I could cook my breakfast, lunch and dinner from scratch in the kitchen, right? Because I was a student, I pretty much went to uni like 10 hours a week. I'm kidding on. I was hardly ever at uni. Um, I don't even know how I passed. So I was at uni. Um, I did it. Listen, I did get a 2-1 sports science. So trust me, I know what I'm talking about. But I wasn't the world's best student. Just been out there. Um, too busy partying. So when I was at uni, um, basically, in terms of nutrition, I could cook every meal. I could sleep like nine hours a night. And I could train seven hours a week. I had, you know, the only housework I had to do was my own housework. And because I was a 23-year-old dude, I just did washings whenever they were required. And I just did the dishes when the sink was full, right? That's, yeah, that's the truth. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just laying, laying it all out. I'm just letting you know. And so it was really, really easy to focus on exercise nutrition and stay in shape. Flash forward, 32, own a business, got a daughter, got a wife, got a house, right? Got all these things all these different plates that I'm spinning. And so it's much more difficult, right? I can't like prep every meal and you know sleep nine hours a night and exercise seven a week. And so you have to appraise that at the start. And a lot of people just kind of think about the younger version of themselves and what they used to get up to and what worked really well for them to get fit and get into exercise, which maybe go to the gym, maybe go out running, maybe doing a ketogenic diet, maybe doing protein shakes, it might have been eating super healthy having soups and salads. I don't know, right, what you were up to. But when you were younger, there was things that you would do and you would get in great shape. You know, people come on the phone to me and they're like, ah, you know, I used to, when I was like 23, I used to just go to the gym for eight weeks and absolutely hammer it. And before I went on holiday, I was in great shape and I felt really fit. And it's like, awesome. You ain't 23 anymore, okay? <laughs> and so we have to appraise where you're at, where your energy's at, where your time's at, what your time constraints, and then create a lifestyle program that takes into account all that stuff that can drive results, get the weight off, get you fitter, get you feeling better. Um, and so it can't just be trying to use the same old tactics because they will not work. If they were going to work, they would have worked by now, um, you know, if you've went back to trying them and hopefully you realise that. So you, as the whole thing I spoke about, if we ain't sleeping well, if we ain't managing our energy well and we aren't having a lot of downtime, then it's no wonder that you're struggling to lose weight to get it back into fitness. But that's not an excuse to just be like, oh, 
I'll just wait until things get easier. Because you have to think, are things going to get easier? Train people from the age of 30 all the way through to 60. What I can say unequivocally is things are not going to get easier. Life is full of challenges um, and they're going to keep coming at you. And when it comes to your health and fitness, you're going to have to adapt and do things in a more sustainable manner that fits with your lifestyle. And yes, it's smarter and requires less time. Maybe just spending three to four hours a week on nutrition and exercise and doing it in a really smart way that fits your lifestyle to drive results forward as opposed to trying to use this all or nothing blitz approach that ultimately gets your results for three or four weeks and then you end up back at square one. So I hope, I really do genuinely hope that this has been an interesting lesson if you have listened all the way through. Really thank you for lending my ears and listening in. And yeah, keep, keep being a sexy bunch. Catch you later. Thanks very much. Ciao.